Hey, welcome to Space Gab. This is Mike Coletta. It's the 24th of November, 2021. Space Gab can be heard at www.spacegabpodcast.com or on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many other podcast venues. Well, this morning, a Soyuz rocket launched with a new docking module to expand the Russian segment on the International Space Station. The Prykel, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, docking module is on its way right now to the International Space Station to be added to that Russian segment for docking of future missions. Pretty cool looking liftoff this morning. Uh, NASA TV carried it live as they most often do when there is a mission going to the International Space Station. And it uh, looked like everything was fine. The um, progress uh, tug, as they call it, where the uh, docking module is attached, made it into orbit properly, and the solar arrays uh, expanded, and all is well. So now it plays catch-up. It's going to be uh, a chase to the International Space Station for uh, docking with that Russian segment. And another liftoff story, and that one was from last night from uh, Vandenberg Air Force Base, or uh, whatever they're calling it now, um, Space Force Base, in California. SpaceX launched the DART asteroid mission, and I talked about that mission the previous podcast. That's the mission that is going to be impacting with an asteroid as a test to see what will happen and what they can do to divert a, a collision with Earth if the need ever became necessary. Uh, they picked an asteroid, and if you want to hear more about that, uh, you can go to my Twitter feed at uh, twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta and read uh, the articles. Pretty much all the articles I'm going to be talking about today are on that Twitter feed. And uh, last week's podcast, I described uh, more about this mission and about the asteroid they're going to be uh, targeting. But um, that went without a hitch this morning. A uh, good liftoff, or I'm sorry, this last night. It, I, I looked at it this morning. I, I, I read the articles this morning, but the actual uh, launch happened last night, uh, late last night. Um, but it, they did confirm um, that they did make orbit and that the uh, ESA ground stations reported that signal acquisition was made and uh, that their solar arrays had been deployed. So uh, now it just goes and it's going through its uh, normal routine that it's programmed to do to uh, get uh, close to that asteroid and do what it needs to do. Um, but this uh, DART mission, pretty interesting. So much so that uh, NASA actually invited Bruce Willis. Remember Bruce Willis was in that movie Armageddon that was all about an asteroid that was going to be coming and uh, impacting with Earth? And NASA invited Bruce Willis to attend the launch, but apparently Bruce Willis turned down uh, the NASA invite to watch that launch of the rocket for the DART mission. Um, but I do have a link to that story also. Uh, and it's not making its way around uh, social media too much, the, the story about Bruce Willis. 
but the DART mission is making it uh, throughout the world. Um, social media, regular media uh, is all talking about the DART mission itself. So you can find stories about DART all over the place. And uh, NASA, you know, they have their own website on DART. And there's quite a few, uh, you know, if you want to learn more about this mission. Um, one thing, this asteroid, be clear, it is not on a way to impact the Earth. This is just an asteroid that they selected randomly um, based on trajectories and things like this so they can make it to this asteroid to do a test to see what would happen uh, deflecting this asteroid. What would happen? Which direction would it go? Because um, there's been so many different shows about asteroids on their uh, way to Earth in a path directly toward Earth that have shown um, when a deflection is made maybe sometimes the asteroid will break apart and a piece of it will still end up coming to the Earth. Uh, now this asteroid that they're going to be uh, impacting with the DART mission is not a massive asteroid but it's large enough to I guess suit their needs for this test purposes. So uh, the DART mission up up and away um, but Bruce Willis didn't get to watch the launch. Well a UFO by any other name. I guess um, the Black Vault on Twitter is uh, posting a story that says Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group uh, will be replacing the UAP Task Force. So they have got a link there and that's on my Twitter feed also. The link to an Air Force uh, memo from it looks like here the Deputy Secretary of Defense put out a memo where they're actually uh, changing this UAP task force um, which is an, you know another acronym for UFO basically just think UFO you know whatever they want to change it I mean this society today has got so many acronyms uh, it's hard to follow all the different acronyms that they make up as they go uh, and most of them are made up as they go but uh, this one is the um, let's see <laughs> the acronym they've got here is AOIMSG Oi message? <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm just going to say UFO. So they've they've renamed this uh, program, I guess. So um, if you want to read more about that, there is a link. And uh, the Black Vault has been uh, keeping tabs on all this stuff. I, I don't talk about this stuff much anymore, as I have said many, many, many times on previous podcasts. I I had my UFO days back in the day. You know back in the early 2000s when I started my research and my uh, curiosity about UFOs and my trips to Roswell and and all the UFO my trip to UFO watchtower and, and all the books I bought and uh, meeting all the different authors you know Jesse Marcel jr. Stanton Friedman and, and, and quite a few others um, in person um, unfortunately many of them have passed now uh, but the UFO uh, uh, Com, you know the, the the necessity to read about UFOs and the and the um, obsessed obsessions and the curiosities and everything else are still in place. Many people um, maybe they don't know about a lot of the older authors. And I did read some of the older books. You know when it was when it wasn't so popular. UFOs just weren't as popular as they are now. Uh, and it was interesting to read the differences from the the old, older authors, meaning the authors from the past to the authors to the present you get a whole different perspective and I think if more people read um, some of the past books the, the, the older books maybe from the 60s 50s 60s and 70s uh, compared to what they're reading now they might get a sense of what it was like back then
I'm not talking about like the the Billy Myers and the uh, the Dam Adamskis and things like that. Although I do have a George Adamski book. Actually, I have a couple of George Adamski books. If you remember him, uh, one of them is a pamphlet I found at a Goodwill, and I talked about that at a past podcast. It's kind of interesting to read some of those. Although we know nowadays that the older ones like that, Adamski and Billy Meyer and things like that, even though people think they're, you know, that stuff was real, they pretty much found out it, the stuff's not real um, back then, as many of the things aren't real today. Although, you never know, though. You don't, you know, not everything. I'm not just saying that everything is not real. But um, there's a big push on this. So now the UFO, by any other name, Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group. Mm, that's a mouthful. Well, from hot air to nowhere, and I'm talking about Good Morning America to space, GMA to space. It was just announced, and I'm going to get more into this in a second here, but uh, Michael Strahan, uh, he's a previous sports figure, and he's on Good Morning America. He was announcing on Good Morning America um, yesterday that he's going to be going to space. Hmm. That's why I said from hot air to no air. Hot air being GMA and no air being space. But um, he announced he's going on the next New Shepard launch on December 9th. He's going along with, uh, I believe it's four others. So they're going to have, I think, five on this flight. So Michael Strahan, I think he was one that did not pay. He was actually given, according to reports, he was given the flight uh, by Blue Origin. But one other person that was given the flight, I think, is deserving of giving the flight. Not saying that Michael Strahan isn't deserving, although this is, I'm sure, a more of a publicity stunt. Uh, pretty much, I'm pretty sure that it is. But this other person is is uh, that's going to be giving a, given a flight on the next. New Shepard rocket launch that goes into space, you know, up and an up and down ride basically to space, and I'm still not calling these people astronauts because there's, you know, and I've talked about that in the past. But let me tell you about the other person uh, that is being given a flight on this next Blue Origin flight. The daughter of Alan Shepard, the first American in space, Laura Shepard Churchley will embark on her own journey to space on board New Shepard on December 9th. That's the daughter of Alan Shepard. Now that is interesting. So she's going to be going on that uh, up and down space ride. And uh, I do have a link. Uh, she speaks about the ride on uh, the Blue Origin Twitter feed. And if you'd like to hear what she says, go to my Twitter feed, twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta, or just go to the Blue Origin Twitter feed and you can read all about it because they're, they've been tweeting. They're very proud of this this, this crew going up. Um, and Laura Shepard Churchley, the daughter of the first American space, Alan Shepard, will be on this flight. Uh, and there's you know three additional people that I didn't talk about yet, but you can go read about those people on that flight and I'm sure I think they're the paying customers um, for the flight but uh, Laura Shepard Churchley and Michael Strahan are being reported as uh, the guests to uh, for Blue Shepard I'm Blue Shepard <laughs> Blue Origin oh there's so many acronyms I'm talking about today and so many different names I'm confused sorry about that but uh, 
the video does show uh, her at the, her father's uh, nice memorial statue there, and, and there's quite a bit. So I think it's worth a worth a watch and worth a worth a listen if you want to go check out that uh, story about Laura Shepherd Churchley, uh, Alan Shepherd's daughter. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I'll be following this launch for sure, as I do most of them, and I wish them well. And I know it's uh, just one of those up and down type things. And some people are, you know, they continue to call these people astronauts. I don't. Um, these are space tourists. And, and most people feel the same way. But it's still nice. And it's, it is really nice when uh, the daughter of Alan Shepard is actually going, you know, to space for just a little bit. But she can say that she was there. Um, you know, her father went up and down, basically. Um, and... Uh, it was a little bit different than this, but he embarked on other missions also. So um, there you go. Well, I know a lot of people have been following this uh, James Webb Space Telescope launch and following the program itself, but now I guess there's a delay in the launch. And now NASA is saying uh, it's delaying at least four days until no earlier than December 22nd. And they're just saying out of sheer caution to ensure the observatory wasn't damaged during a processing incident at its French Guiana launch base. I guess something about a clip they were talking about. Something, a clip came off and, and something came loose or, or something. And um, due to vibrations, and that's one thing you don't want to hear about um, on a space telescope, vibrations causing some, not, they're not saying damage right now, but they're just being precautionary. And they want to go check this out further. So the James Webb Space Telescope won't be launching uh, until at least no earlier than December 22nd. And as we hear more, you might even hear that something actually did happen um, when this clip or whatever happened to it at the uh, facility where it was being stored at the time. Uh, if something actually did occur that they're even more worried about, we'll just have to wait and see. So right now, December 22nd, probably, or... We just might wait and see it, that it might even be longer than that. It's better to be safe than sorry, especially on something um, that's so important. And so many people are uh, keeping an eye on uh, this James Webb Space Telescope. Uh, it's supposed to be amazing compared to even the Hubble. It's supposed to gather so much more. And uh, as I talked about in a previous podcast, probably a few months ago, my wife and I uh, visited a uh, museum, an air, aircraft and space museum, in California when we were there visiting and they had quite a nice um, James Webb display going on and actually it was actually uh, given to them on loan from NASA so it was very very nice and uh, the uh, Dosen you know explained uh, he was very knowledgeable about this James Webb Space Telescope and uh, we got a really nice nice tour of it and I know there's still in the news, some people are upset about the name James Webb being associated with the Space Telescope. But hey, you know, uh, get over it. That's all I can say about that. But it, it's still named the James Webb Space Telescope. You know, this, this, this society, this uh, culture we have here now, you know, you've got so many people that could be offended for anything, basically, anything. And... Uh, I guess they did do an investigation, and I've talked about it in the past, about the name you know, James Webb being associated with the Space Telescope. But guess what? They found it. It was okay. That uh, the allegations apparently were 
were just that and didn't have any any bite any substance to them apparently so it, it remains the James Webb Space Telescope okay and that one will be launching soon we hope all is well with that and uh, that's going to be a fun uh, project to follow wait till we get some of this data back from James Webb and uh, it's just amazing I mean we've, we've gotten you know, the Hubble finally came back, and I talked about that last week. Hubble Space Telescope is back up and running after the instruments, uh, you know, rebooted and, and the software glitches were apparently fixed and all this. We're getting some wonderful pictures, beautiful, outstanding pictures, amazing, uh, from Hubble. But just imagine what they're promising with this James Webb Space Telescope. Oh, man, I cannot wait. Well... Mars Curiosity sent us a new selfie, and I do have a link to that on my Twitter feed, twitter.com slash Mike underscore Coletta, and it's a pretty good one. Always cool to see uh, Mars Rover Curiosity and its selfies. This one's pretty detailed, so get a chance, check it out. Dream Chaser for ISS Cargo Resupply. Sierra Space Company tweets out, Dream Chaser is in advanced stage development under a multi-billion dollar NASA contract to perform cargo resupply missions to the space station. Dream Chaser has three variants leveraging flexible design and performance to address cargo, crewed, and national security space needs. And that's what they're sending out. It's got a nice rendition of uh, the Dream Chaser on its way here to the International Space Station. So, uh, one more in the mix. Moon dust creates challenges. This is tweeted out by NASA Technology. On the moon, dust creates challenges, which will require new technology to ensure exploration system reliability and astronaut safety. Here are the winners of our 2021 Big Idea Challenge, in which students competed to develop novel dust mitigation concepts so i've got a uh, link to that story or you can just go to uh, at nasa underscore technology on twitter and see who those winners are but yeah there's so much dust on the moon as we found out when apollo went up there their, their suits and everything was just covered with dust uh, and so dust mitigation is very important so uh, they did uh, have this big challenge 2021 big idea challenge they called it to help with the mitigation uh, concepts and uh, something in the future is if, if we end up actually going to Mars uh, and back to the moon uh, this dust mitigation uh, is very important so uh, congratulations on the winners whoever you may be and um, hopefully they will be doing a good thing for this dust mitigation in the near future Astra Rocket CEO says that Astra is aiming to fly rocket 4.0 test flights next year. So uh, Astra, uh, you know, did get their uh, latest rocket up, up and away, and uh, so that's a good thing. So now they're moving forward and with their rocket 4.0 test. And speaking of the successful Astra rocket. Astra Rocket 3.3 successfully reached orbit on early Saturday, uh, last Saturday, on the fourth orbital launch attempt 
by the small launch vehicle startup. Remember their last one, uh, kind of, it lost, you know, one of the engines, rocket engines, didn't uh, fire. So it kind of made its way up a little bit. If you saw the video and then it made it, it shifted over, depending on the, your camera angle, to the right a little bit, kind of went sideways, and then started going up again. But then uh, the, the destruction code was given, uh, and it never did make uh, orbit. But um, this, this last launch on last Saturday was successful, and they actually did reach orbit. So uh, as I said, now they're going forward with from, this is, last one was the 3.3. And next will be their 4.0 rocket. So we'll watch and wait and see what happens uh, with that next launch after their testing. Well, China had their 45th rocket launch of 2021. Um, I guess they put another uh, high-res satellite up in orbit successfully uh, by a CZ-4C rocket. And uh, let's see, it's also the 398th flight of Long March Rocket Family, they say here. Um, CNSA Watcher on uh, Twitter always sends out this information about these different Chinese launches and all that. So, number 45 for uh, the year 2021. As I've always said, China, you know, and that's why uh, previous podcasts we've talked about how the U.S. has really opened its eye uh, big time more on watching China. And uh, what was it, the previous podcast or one before that, I had a story about where the um, military high-ups are saying, uh, we are in another space race, uh, but this time it's with China. And I guess as time went on, more and more people are generating um, graphs and calculations and all this about all that debris that was caused by that Russian uh, anti-satellite test, the ASAT test that I talked about last week. And they're finding more and more that there's more debris going higher and lower than they thought at first. And as things are you know, starting to spread out, as I talked about, once it happened, the debris was all kind of mixed, you know, closer together. And as, as it uh, goes away, the debris kind of separates and they're able to find and track uh, different uh, debris differently and, and probably better. And here they're showing how the debris is actually the pattern is actually extending uh, further than they thought. So many of them are, are sending information out saying that um, as the debris starts coming down and decaying and things like this, uh, the, the debris actually that's above the International Space Station, it'll come down in time towards the International Space Station altitude. And uh, once again, it will you know cause possibly cause some problems to the ISS. So they're saying that the Russian argument is a moot point uh, with the Russians says, ah, the, the ISS really won't be in danger from this test. But because debris you know, went up above the altitude of the ISS, as it does come down uh, over time, it once again will pass in a, a path with the ISS as it orbits around the Earth. So we'll just have to wait and see. And I'm sure we're going to hear about more about this as um, more comes out. And, uh, you know, if we have some more... Um, times where the astronauts and the cosmonauts will have to, you know, shelter in place, basically, in their um, lifeboats, their uh, Dragon, uh, space crew dragons, and their uh, Soyuz spacecraft, just in case something happens. So we're just going to have to wait and see. And that's it. Until next time.